Hi and welcome to the Journalism Salute. I'm Mark Simon. In each episode, we'll talk to or about an interesting person or organization related to journalism. The intent is to show that journalists are not the enemy of the people. Thank you for listening. On this episode, we're joined by Jessica Myers, Editor-in-Chief of Global Press. Global Press builds and maintains independent news bureaus in some of the world's least covered places. Each bureau is staffed by local women journalists who are from the communities they cover. Appropriate for Women's History Month, this is the fifth in five episodes that we've done for the month uh, focusing on women in journalism. Hi, Jessica. Hey, how you doing, Mike? Good. Uh, so you've worked for the Dallas Morning News, the Boston Globe, the LA Times, Politico. You've been based domestically, you've been based in Beijing, you've taught in Hungary, and you've taught in Serbia. Can you give us a, a little description of your journalism path? Sure. I don't have a when I was six anecdote for you, but I've always enjoyed the craft of writing and learning about communities that were different than mine. When I was living in Eastern Europe after college, I helped work on a documentary with Kosovo Roma, Roma about their experience living between cultures. I realized that I wanted to be a part of sharing important stories with the world, ones that shaped people's view of it. And as you mentioned, I, I was fortunate to work at places like the Dallas Morning News, Politico, the Boston Globe, where I learned the value of thorough reporting and clear writing. And most recently, I was based in Beijing with the Los Angeles Times. So I worked with a team of local journalists who faced much more challenging situations working in China than I did. And I was inspired by their powerful story ideas, their access, their deep context of issues of facing their country. And that's, that's what led me to, to Global Press. To go back, just one little detour here. Uh, was there something in your upbringing that led you uh, to storytelling, that led you to uh, a storytelling kind of path? Hmm, great question. I, um, I lived in Vietnam when I was young. Uh, uh, I lived in Indonesia. So I've always um, been fascinated by other cultures and, and, and hearing how people tell their stories in other cultures. And um, that, that's, part of, that's part of what intrigued me. I want to revisit a couple of those things uh, a little later, but first I want to talk about uh, global press. There was a stat on your website about how in the last 30 years, 70% uh, of foreign journalism bureaus have closed. And I state that to segue into the question of simply, what is global press and why does it exist? Yeah, global press exists to create a more informed and inclusive world. So we're providing accurate long-term coverage about some of the world's least covered places. We have bureaus from Mongolia to Uganda. As the business model for journalism continues to struggle, we believe that building independent news bureaus staffed by local reporters who understand the communities they cover is key to ensuring people are more informed about the world and their place in it. And Global Press Journal is the news publication of Global Press. Why is it important that the reporting staff is entirely women? There's a strong correlation between who works in a newsroom and who is quoted or featured in stories. We know that women are underrepresented in newsrooms in most countries, right? Two-thirds two of all international news is produced by men, according to the Women's Media Center, and just 24% of news sources are women. And yet, they, they often have rare access to compelling and consequential stories, ones that go beyond the typical disaster narrative of war, poverty, disease, so at Global Press, we say, if you want to change the story, you have to change the storyteller. Our, our approach, though, goes beyond gender. Um, when determining countries to operate, we assess who is working in media and we ask, who is missing? 
Then we go out and recruit those journalists. We look at everything from an ancestry to caste, tribe, socioeconomic status. What led you to Global Press? Uh, when I was, as I mentioned, when I was working in Beijing with the Los Angeles Times, it was these incredible local journalists who I was working with uh, that were so impressive. And I realized I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of working with journalists who are the voice of record in their communities. So that- you, you mentioned um, that you consider a lot of different factors when you're bringing in reporters. And we're talking about places, as you mentioned before. I'm looking at the list. Nepal, Mongolia, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Argentina, Uganda, Zimbabwe, Zambia, Democratic Republic of Congo, Sri Lanka, and Haiti. What's the training process like? So our reporters are professional journalists who work full-time for Global Press Journal. Uh, We offer a comprehensive training and professional development opportunities for all team members through Global Press Institute. So Global Press Institute is the training arm of Global Press. And that's how we go about our training process. So if, if, if my sister went in and, uh, and started to train, what would, what's, the training like? what's the training like? Well, it depends on the, the country that you're in, but we have a very, very strong recruitment process. So we find the, the, the most talented reporters, the most promising reporters are, 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 are women who would like to be reporters. And we have an intensive uh, training in country. Some recent examples of stories that I've seen on the Global Press website. I'll just read uh, the headlines, essentially, of a few. How COVID decimated one of Argentina's most important industries and dances, the tango. (laughs) A first-person account of the fear of being kidnapped by gangs in Haiti. Shortened school weeks in Zambia. The challenges of accessing um, media in rural parts of Zimbabwe. The tradition of kneeling in Uganda female clowns in Mexico. These all sound like, like A, really important uh, stories, and B, stories that people in this part of the world probably aren't thinking about uh, all that much. What's the process by how a story comes about for your, uh, for your organization? I love the stories you chose. Uh, they're, they're some of my favorites. Uh, so we have a really unique um, aspect about the journal, which is our accuracy network. And it's a team of fact checkers, copy editors, translators, and interpreters who collaborate on every story to ensure its quality. So we focus on telling powerful, tight, accurate stories that will serve readers in the reporter's country, globally, and also our partners. All stories include uh, original photography by the reporters. So this shows readers the the people and the places uh, in the stories. And I'll give you I'll give you one more example of the process. Uh, our Argentina reporter, who you actually mentioned, uh, Lucila, Lucila Pelletieri, wrote about the exodus of the country's tech talent during the pandemic, and how it was thwarting Argentina's efforts to be the next Silicon Valley. She pitched the story based on an issue in her community, worked closely with the editor, and also the accuracy network. It was published in English and Spanish because we always publish in the reporter's local language as well in English. And then she went on BBC Digital Planet to discuss it and uh, helped raise awareness about the issue. How long does it take to go from idea to execution on something like that? It depends. It, it can be, it can be, um, it, it can take a while or it can be very quick depending on, as you, as you well know, depending on the, uh, the kind of story it is, how in-depth it is. So one other thing that I've noticed is that your stories aren't necessarily that long. They're mostly 750 to 1,000 words. Uh, how does length factor in? 
Well, not all stories need to be long to be powerful. And yep. oftentimes <laughs> when it's long, people don't read it. <laughs> <clears throat> so we, we really do try to be focused on, on telling powerful stories that are tight and, and, and accurate because we, um, we believe in the importance of rebuilding trust in media and trusting uh, the sources in your stories. Uh, we write for our sources and not about them. Are these countries where uh, I guess trust has considerably eroded? Uh, oftentimes, that is one of the we we when we look at countries, we we look and and see what you know is there accurate information missing? Is there something that we can really offer by having a presence here? The other thing I noticed uh, with the stories, and this I think an editor would appreciate, is that the endings, the kickers. Um, seem really meant to leave an impact. I don't have an example necessarily in front of me, but I remember with a couple of the ones that I referred to before that, um, that, they, that the endings were really more powerful than your average typical story. And I'm just curious if A, that, you know, if that's intentional or B, what goes into that? Well, I, I love that you, you feel that way. We, uh, we do try to uh, focus on consequential stories. Uh, and and we hope that by the end of the story, you know, people can review it and say, well, you know, is there a way to replicate this? Is there a solution office here offered here, or what didn't work that someone else can take? That there's a use for the story, um, and that it and that it informs people in a way that that helps them think critically about the world. And also photography. How does photography factor into the site? It is critical. So reporters are trained in photojournalism, and they take their own photos. Uh, and, and and as you know, photos help tell the full story. So I'm curious about the idea of readership for something like this and how you measure success and really quite frankly who are your readers yeah great question <laughs> global press journal stories are produced to serve people around the world who as i mentioned lack access to accurate information on important global topics so from health to migration to climate change we serve a global audience of millions through both direct and also partnership channels. We have dozens of partnerships with news organizations, nonprofits, educational institutions. And, and this is a really interesting statistic. We, we did an audience survey last year, and we now know that 65% of our regular readers in the US are members of diaspora, migrant, and refugee communities. And, and we also know that who reads the story matters. So there's impact in the in the writing that your people are, are doing. Yes, we feel there is. And, and we measure success by our ability to serve this unique and important audience. So our stories can affect change and, and help people understand the world better. What are some of the challenges that you run into in trying to implement it? The, the future of journalism will require newsrooms and employers to think differently about how they hire and how they employ journalists. I mean, high quality employment results in high quality journalism, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and we believe it's, it's critical to value our employees and offer exceptional employment with strong salaries, benefits, and an industry leading security program. We call this duty of care. It provides for reporters physical, emotional, digital, and legal support security. And it, it is very central to, to what we do. What's a longer term goal for the group? We'll continue to expand our bureaus. And we're gonna continue to show that local reporters can stand as the voice of record on consequential stories affecting the world. So where are you looking to expand? Mm, so many places. Sadly, the pandemic has, has halted it, but we are getting back, um, getting back to it uh, uh, to be continued. Um, 
we're looking at a number of places. We're actually working on, we were, um, we have an online trading platform that we uh, worked very hard to develop during the pandemic. So that's uh, really exciting that we're going to be able to offer that as well as in-person trainings in the near future. We are, are really striving to, to, to build a more inclusive and informed world. And we find, feel that local reporters are, um, are and, and especially women local reporters are, are, are key to doing that. So I'm curious, what do you do during your day? <laughs> uh, it's never quite the same. <laughs> and that's what makes it fun. So maybe it starts with a video call uh, with reporters in the DRC or in Puerto Rico, um, probably reviewing stories before they publish for dignity and precision. I'm having conversations with reporters about planned travel or upcoming stories to ensure they meet our duty of care safety protocols. And duty of care is, is our interconnected security system that uh, pr prioritizes physical, emotional, digital, and legal security. And as I, as I mentioned, it's, it's really key to, to who we are and what we do. And I'm also likely planning for the future of Global Press Journal, thinking about how we're going to increase access by publishing in more than two languages for each story, or how we produce one of the biggest stories of the year, which I think is food security. That's probably a typical day. So I mentioned before that you've worked for the Dallas Morning News, Boston Globe, LA Times, Politico as a reporter. Um, why editing? I think editing makes you a better reporter and a better writer. And I love discovering the world through the lens of our reporters, seeing that aha moment and, and helping, helping kind of pull the pieces of a story, watching it come together. I get to work with local reporters who, who as I keep saying, are the, are the journalists of record in their communities. And that is so fulfilling for me. Uh, that, that we are writing for sources and not about them, that, that, we're, that our goal is really about rebuilding trust in media because people everywhere are more likely to trust the news if they see themselves in it. What kind of, um, I guess, situations did you have with regards to trust when you worked at the Morning News, The Globe, when you were doing the, and you were doing some pretty uh, intense stuff at <laughs> these places, um, what were some of the things that you encountered in, in that regard? Uh, in terms of trust, well, I, I, I feel that those places really shaped me and, and, and led me to, to where, where I am now. I mean, they, they taught me how to be a, how to be a reporter. Um, they taught me how to, you know, <clears throat> ask the right questions and how to get over my flowery language and, and how to uh, appreciate the work um, that, that other reporters do, especially reporters in, in countries that, where they can't. What, what was your most memorable assignment? Oh, my goodness. Um, I think I think uh, working in, in in Beijing was was quite quite powerful and and um, learning about the nuances of, of of China and the Chinese government through these these wonderful uh, journalists with from China with whom I worked. What the best uh, example is of you learning from a mistake? In, oh a goodness! That's you know, uh, I like to, every now and then I like to spring that one in. <laughs> I, I think that um, it's letting go of the, the preciousness of your language, right? I think so many times when I overwrote stories, especially at the Dallas Morning News, when I was a newer reporter, I'm so excited about the opportunities. And it's recognizing that um, your words are in service to, to the reader, not about you. And I think that's always a good lesson to learn.
and that's what I talk to reporters about at Global Press too, who are who are are these incredible writers who are really, you know, who is your audience? Who are you trying to serve? What is the story you're telling? And I think that's always, especially uh, for students, as as you're trying to figure out what your voice is, that's it's important to remember. What's the, and I presume that whatever you're going to say here probably goes right with that, but is there a piece of advice that you would give to someone who would say, like graduate level, who says in, you know, in 20 years, I want to be you? Mm. <laughs> you know, journalism, the, the, the business model of journalism continues to change. I, I can't tell you how many people said, why would you go into journalism? It's dying. But I think global press is an example of how journalism isn't dying. There are all of these innovative ways that um, people are, are, are coming up with to, to create really in, in incredible, powerful stories to, to try to re rebuild that trust in journalism. I think about uh, the 19th, which is a nonprofit US online news organization founded two years ago that focuses on the intersection of gender politics and policy. If you haven't looked it up, do so. It's smart, it's nuanced, it has compelling stories that, that help readers understand the subject better. And it's focused on the US, but I, I even see parallels with the stories global press is producing around the world. Themes of combating poverty, pushing for equality, wanting better healthcare access, those are, those are all universal. With it being Women's History Month, is there a woman journalist in history that is important for us to know? Maybe someone in your field, perhaps someone who did remote global coverage. I think of Maria Ressa, the co-founder of Rappler, the influential news site in the Philippines, who uh, is also the, the 2021 recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, she's an inspiration, not only to women journalists, um, but, but to anyone who is fighting for press freedoms and seeking to build innovative media models that, that defy the norm. I'm glad that you mentioned her. She was someone that I, I think we probably should have mentioned by this point um, and hadn't. Uh, and certainly, as you said, uh, that's a story to learn if you're not uh, familiar with it. All right, our last question that we typically ask here is, um, you mentioned the 19th, that's that's an obvious one. Is there a journalist or a journalism organization that you're not affiliated with that you would like to salute for their good work? Oh, the 19th. <laughs> I guess I, 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 I kind of jumped the shark on that one. Yeah. I, I think that they, uh, you know, they've been top of mind recently for a lot of the good coverage they do it and the parallels that I do see. I mean, it's, I, mean, I was reading a story about rural Minnesota and I thought, you know, there's so many similarities here about the story I just edited at Global Press, even though we're talking about stories uh, from across the world. And that's, that's, really, that's really impressive when you can, can feel a story and connect to it, uh, even if it, it, it doesn't directly involve you. I would imagine, just to, to follow up on that point, I would imagine that, it's, that that's particularly notable for the people that are in the countries that you're working with the first one or two times that they do something like this after you've trained them to be able to connect like that. Um, is, is there anything uh, that you would say to that? Yeah, I mean, you know what it's like when you have your first story published. It's so exciting. People can read it, people respond to it. Uh, you learn how to take constructive criticism from all sorts of people. And it's, it's, it's really powerful. You, you, can, can you, see, you can see the impact you have. Jessica Myers, uh, thank you for taking the time to join us. Uh, best of luck. Thank you so much, Mike.
Global Press is a multi-division social enterprise that is transforming international news standards and practices by building representative newsrooms. They put local women journalists at the forefront of advancing narrative change, and they do so in some of the world's least covered places. Learn more about them at globalpress.co. Thank you for listening to the Journalism Salute. Please let us know what you think of the show. You can find us on Twitter at JournalismPod, and you can email us at JournalismSalute at gmail.com.